Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk. Welcome to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, John Riley will join me to look at the biggest gaming titles of 2023 so far. Plus, the Chief Marketing Officer at Nokia will talk about the resurgence of the flip phone. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. But we're going to start this week uh, by looking at some of the big gaming titles that have come out over the last wee while and a bit more gaming news as well. Uh, John Riley of TheEffect.net is with me. John, how are you? Very good. You, Jess? I'm good, but I have been a Zelda widow for the last little while. What? Yeah. You've lost him. I've lost him. I like it. Same for Claire. Same for my phone. All he does. I can't stop thinking about it. Like we're on the couch watching TV and he'd be like, oh, look at my dog. Oh, look, I built this thing. And I'm like, Harry, I don't, like, I can't list all the ways that I don't care. Oh. And do you know what? I get it. Tell him I get it. No, I knew you would. Yeah. So I'm, this is just for Harry. The entire piece is just for Harry. I'm here for you, Harry. But uh, do you know what he did? The sad little soul. What? He, on the day it came out, he went up to Smith's and queued up outside Smith's and Carfmines to buy it. I wish I did. Be- I nearly cried. I was like, <laughs> oh God, please. There was queues all over the world. Did, like, it was like it was Grand Theft Auto level in terms of the last time I'd seen massive queues like this in gaming, you know, all over New York, all over North America, all over the world, basically. In yeah. Carrick Mines. In Carrick Mines, New York. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all the great places. I just, I hadn't seen that level of excitement for a game. And the way he said it to me was, imagine if there was a new Animal Crossing game out and then I completely got it. There you it. go. That's I, as I simple as that. I completely understand yeah. it. Uh, for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about uh, the Zelda franchise and indeed this new game. Yeah, so one of the longest kind of running franchises in gaming history nearly is The Legend of Zelda, which, you know, listeners would have one way or the other heard of this mm-hmm. title. So the newest one has just launched on May, sorry, uh, quite a while ago now, May 12th uh, for the Nintendo Switch exclusively. Mm-hmm. So only playable on the Nintendo Switch and it's been six years since the previous Zelda title Breath of the Wild which launched kind of with the Nintendo Switch when that launched six years ago Mm -hmm. and also launched on the Wii U back then. But anyways, here we are 2023 and a brand new Zelda's out and they've done it again. Like the guys in Nintendo just, they've struck gold twice lightning is struck whatever the, whatever terminology you want to yeah. use it's almost like what I've seen online people saying the first game was like a trial run and that was a masterpiece which a lot of outlets said yeah. this is better again yeah. and it's like I see people not clicking with it and I get like people go Zelda yeah okay I know the name bye and just move on with your mm-hmm. life whereas when you actually sit down and see what they've done in comparison to every other big AAA title that's been out in the last however many years since the last Zelda basically this new one has come and it's just so creatively refreshing or re- refreshingly creative whichever way that it just makes me go this is what a game should be yeah it's just incredible freedom versatility as I said creativity with kind of m- m- sticking things together building your little ships it all sounds incredibly nerdy and whatever it is what it is yeah Yeah, it is but it's really good fun it's like scouts in a game (laughs) oh very good yeah I didn't do scouts but it's exactly because it's literally you're getting that building fires building fires getting logs building boats yeah and now what (laughs) Harry said and this is completely Harry's thoughts not mine he said that every little and the, the original or the last Zelda game was great yeah and if you could write a list of like little niggly things you'd like to fix, they're all fixed in the new game. Like yep. Everything about it is just 
up another level. In terms and of, yeah. in terms of enjoyment, in terms of interaction, in terms of stuff to do within the game, yeah. he's completely blown away by it. The usability. And as you said, it's been six years. And, you know, I think one of the producers of the game came out there a while ago and said, this game was ready last year, but we spent another year basically polishing it, tidying it up, making sure all the physics works, all the gluing, all the sticking together of things, mm. you're creating boats, rafts, whatever it is, all in a fantastical kind of fantasy setting. Um, so it's not like very just, I'm in a forest, what am I doing? Building a tree, you know, building a, you know, but it's all kind of, all this kind of high fantasy, the story's really engaging, yada, yada, yada. But uh, yeah, it's just, the polish is just on another level because so many, so many games launch, as we are aware with Cyberpunk and other titles that have been delayed or have launched and there have been bugs and they've been patched and then patched again where Zelda has come out and it's basically, I think I had two patches, two minor patches and it's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think if you want to jump into that world, you definitely should. It's uh, 60 quid in Smiths or 70 quid on the Nintendo eShop. Another game that uh, came out a little while ago now is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah. So this is, you know, another kind of really popular, well, incredible franchise, but this title was, there was a lot of hype over this title because the original kind of in the, in the first in this, in this trilogy, what I think it's going to be, came out in 2019. It was a surprise hit for people because they were like, oh, they've actually nailed this kind of gameplay. They've nailed, they've nailed the storytelling, the characters, whatever. So the new one, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which came out in April, um, launched on the current gen consoles, which I love to see, meaning mm-hmm. they can just really push these new consoles, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X to their limits to a certain extent. And they're not being held back by last gen consoles um it's 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 come into rare reviews we've reviewed it on our site and i absolutely loved it i played it personally finished it think it's fantastic um because you know i'm getting more and more into the star wars world into the universe into all these characters all these uh, storylines and yeah it's just a really good fun game to play uh, that full review is up on theeffect.net if you want to read it now. You spoke to me a while ago about the Star Wars VR game, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, Star- Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. What did you make of that again? I really liked it. I, it reminded me, and I saw a lot of people on Reddit say the same thing. It's like, it reminded me as if I went to a standalone like VR experience in, say, Disneyland or yeah. in, in a kind of a proper setup where you go, right, sir, put on this headset and you get 20 minutes to play as uh, a Jedi or whatever it is or kind of a... It's like a simulation uh, kind yeah, of thing. Because yeah, because the, the, the quality of the, of the experience and the, the the music, the, the dialogue, the com- the characters, again, the visuals on the PS5, it's all running on the PS5 via the VR headset. And uh, yeah, you're just like, God, this is like a, a theme park level quality game in a way that you go, I got to be a Star Wars character for three or four hours last night because you get to play this game whenever you want because it's at home. But, you know, with things like, and whether it is Star Wars or all of the Spider-Men or you, the, those kind of franchisey ones. Yeah. Are, is is it a given that they're going to be good? As in, if you go in and pick up any Star Wars game, do they always invest in them to the same level? Or are you going to have ones that are a bit of a letdown? No, definitely. Like, you can never just c- c- kind of... Co- Some studios do, unfortunately. Um, I think just recently, a Lord of the Rings game came out all about Gollum. Um, one of the most, you know, one of people's favourite character ever from the mm. books and from the movies. We all know Gollum and Schmeagel or whatever. But a game just came out there a couple of weeks ago and God, it got completely annihilated because it was potentially just cashing in on the branding, on the t- on one of the most famous brands in the world. And it just wasn't up to scratch. The polish wasn't there. It was just a bad game. Mm. So you have to be careful. Do your homework. Thankfully now Star Wars seems to have kind of really, they're, they're continuously hitting some, you know, some really strong titles and, you know, they're putting the work into these titles to make sure they're not letting down the fans and then in turn making that money back. So yeah, you just have to do a bit of homework to make sure you're not going to be stung. 
Yeah, I really don't like those sort of cash grab ones, though, yeah. where they just lash a, a bit of branding on it and call it a game. Because what ends up happening, and you referenced Cyberpunk's a few mon- uh, minutes ago, when something comes out and it's not up to scratch, it kind of burns your tongue a little bit. You don't want to go back and try it again then. You're like, do you yeah. know what? I'm kind of done with that. And it means that you don't get to experience the good games like the, the Jedi Survivor you just mentioned yeah, there. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's unfortunate and it's just in terms of like it's board members, it's share prices, it's everything kind of controls and dictates when games are forced to release or are not ready to release and all this kind of thing. And then they think, oh, we'll patch it, we'll patch it, we'll patch it. But then, you know, I'm, I'll keep I'll keep butchering the quote and I don't even know if he said it, but the Nintendo guy, who uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, he created Mario. He always said a delayed game is good but a rushed game is always bad or something I've always butchered that quote but basically just take your time studios yeah. you know, delay your game take as long as you need because if it comes out bad the, the, the repercussions in terms of a public perception it's almost impossible to come back for some studios yeah well, but, but the fact that we're still referencing cyberpunk, cyberpunk I know that's how bad it was on, yeah like uh, no, I'm Three sure year, it's like two and a half years. Yeah, sorry. But like that was catastrophic. That was as bad as it got to the point it was pulled from the PlayStation Store because of quality issues. Yeah, mm. it was catastrophic. Not ideal. Uh, we mentioned the PSVR 2 there a second ago. What's Red Matter 2? Yeah, so this is a one that could definitely fly under people's radars, but it's a new title that came out on the PSVR 2, as we just spoke about. And it kind of focuses on, uh, well, how will I say it? A dystopian Cold War setting. Uh, so you're kind of playing as this... Uh, this uh, character called Sasha and you kind of control him around these sp- moon bases or space bases. Again, it sounds kind of a bit odd, but in terms of how it looks on the headset, it's like a very, very hyper-realistic um, escape room that you kind of go on. You're on this, you're on these moons off Saturn and you're like, what is happening? There's like this kind of enigma you have to deduce. Like you would in an escape room going, you need to get out in the next hour, but it's not an escape room. It's just an idea for your listeners to be like, right, I have to put this puzzle together to open this door, to get that valve, to power that battery. And you just have to think outside the box. But that really good gameplay mechanic mixed with really, really impressive visuals running at an incredibly high refresh rate yeah. on the headset make it out to be a kind of a, 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 a kind of sleeping hit. Like I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it as I'm playing through it now, yeah. Yeah, this is one that I'm going to download now. It's only 30 quid. Yeah, and again, you're looking at about seven, eight, maybe nine hours, depending on how slow you go. So it's not a full-blown experience, but it's like the, the polish and the attention to detail and just how good it looks. I think you should definitely give it a go. You won't be disappointed. I'm really having a good time playing it. Is that the kind of game, though, that you can't really go back to once it's done, it's done? To a certain, yeah, yeah. It's not an open world as such. So, like, it's it is quite linear. You go, you you make a room through different, you make your way through different rooms, different sections, different areas. And so, you there wouldn't be loads of replayability, but just a small bit, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, uh, thirty quid, and you can see that full review also up on theeffect.net. Now, is it two weeks ago now? The PlayStation Showcase event took place. Uh, What did we get? Yeah. So, like, this was hyped up beyond anything I'd seen in, in previous kind of gaming events, showcase events. So PlayStation had a showcase event on May 24th and it kind of was 9pm Irish time. So prime time for the European audience to be able to tune in. So I was delighted. It ran for about an hour and 10 minutes and we got about 30 something plus trailers for new games, kind of updates to existing games, like any kind of, any of these gaming showcase events, you get to see what's coming down the pipeline, what's currently about to launch, all that kind of stuff. Um, But unfortunately, people were kind of a bit uh, left a bit disappointed because we didn't get loads of sh- sh- Sony's famous first party standout yeah. Spider-Man exclusive titles God of War titles whatever it may be their next big IP um, their next big franchise that they're going to push on this PS5 console we didn't get that as much as people were hyping it up to be that um, to the point that a lot of the trailers that were shown will be coming to PC will be coming to Xbox to the point that 
Xbox themselves launched an image with a little thumbnail with about 12 or 15 of the games that were announced at the PlayStation Showcase saying, can't wait to have these on our console, basically. So it was like, oh, burn. Yeah, real bitchy. But just going, it kind of just called out Sony going, it was all meant to be about you guys. And all these games are going to the PlayStation as well, obviously. But like, you really should have took that time and took that spotlight to showcase why your console is the one people should buy, not not show games that can be played on an Xbox, basically. Why do they do that? Like, I... I don't know. It's bizarre. They, yeah, look, it's, I think they don't ever feel like they need to rush. You know, they're, they're in the they're in the lead. They're, yeah. they're, they're the top dog and they don't need to be listening to anyone's demands or kind of requests. But they seem to just be slowly, slightly losing their shine because of like, well, what am I? The Spider-Man is coming out. Spider-Man 2 is coming out just before Christmas. We don't know what date yet, but that is going to be the next console seller because it's going to be only on PlayStation. But after that, you're, you're kind of, you're starting to clutch at straws in terms of titles that are really going to push this console that people kind of get excited about I was seeing people going right I'm selling my PS5 really? that, that, yeah well that's a bit dramatic now this is on Reddit I love and Twitter. the drama such drama though, going, yeah. that show is so disappointing I'm selling my PS5 who wants it and it's just like god alright calm down like you can play other games on here yeah so they were a bit kind of people were and I have to admit I was kind of a bit like I wanted to see those ones where you go oh my god did you see that trailer I can't believe they're bringing X to the PS5 yeah. only and you know that kind of stuff like they've just hyped themselves up so much it's hard to keep that kind of level but what I keep going back to and I hate harping back but I will <laughs> like when PS5 came out and for such a long time it was so hard to get your hands on one Yeah. and the people who had one were so happy and smug because yeah. they thought this is it mm. and I remember you saying at the time like this is amazing but it's all going to rely on the titles that are made available for it because there's no point in having this amazing machine that is capable of delivering so much if you're just having the same old titles time and again. Yeah, well the thing like they have some incredible titles and the, you know the finally the, the supply demand or the supply chain has been fixed since the start of the year to the point that Sony kind of came out and officially announced look at if you need one they're a lot more accessible to get mm-hmm. and there's some you know incredible God of War Ragnarok is on there the original Spider-Man game is on there some Horizon Forbidden West is on there there's some huge titles that I absolutely adore on there so you're not going to be like buying a redundant box to put no, in the corner no. but they've just created such a quality level or hype level for themselves you know internally externally that it's never as I said it's going to be hard to keep that expectation or that level of excitement continuously with, with kind of future events like they just had now people going oh where's my next big kind of must have title for the console apart mm-hmm. from Spider-Man so it's a kind of a, it's a dance they have to kind of dance to make sure that they keep everyone on side basically yeah, um, we also got a look at the new handheld. Yeah, see, so this one got a bit of a people chuckled, going, "What the hell is this?" It's thing? one of the ugliest things I think I've ever seen in my entire life. So near the tail end Not of to the be dramatic. no, no, that's totally fine. Near the tail end of the event, they announced what they call Project Q. Uh-huh. So for your listeners, um, and someone, Tom Warren from The Verge on Twitter did a very good uh, co- comedic take on this. He took his Switch display, sat it on, sat it between two dual dual sense controllers. So put yeah. a PS Five controller either side of the screen, so it looked like you got the left and the right. And people were like, I can't believe I got to play it early. And they all fell for it because that's exactly what it looks like. It's like they've jammed a controller, or they've, they've jammed an LCD screen into the middle of a PS5 controller. And then that'll let you play your PS5 in your house when you don't have the telly. Can I just pee on the parade? Here? Absolutely. Think, so I, I play the Nintendo Switch Lite, yep. which I love as a handheld console. It's just so comfortable to use. The notion of playing that holding it because of the shape of the controllers yep. then also I wonder about the weight of it 
Like it looks like it's going to be. I don't know if it'll be heavy because purely because all it's doing is streaming games. Whereas this, your Switch Lite is running the game on the Switch yeah. Lite. You're you're playing. But that's animal- still very light though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Hence the name, obviously. But yeah. this now it's just a screen. So I really fingers crossed. But in a counterintuitive way, or kind of a negative way, you wanted light, but that means the battery could be crap, abysmal. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I just think it's ugly. And I remember you and I being dodgy cows when the PS5 picked up a lot, <laughs> and we were like, "God, it looks like a Virgin Media modem." Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what everyone said as well. Yeah, and it does. It does. Uh, so yeah. Basically, it's, if you're listening, please do send one in for a review because yeah, we want to give it a go. I can't wait. Like people say they think it's so stupid. They love it because it's like, why would I need this? I've got a tablet that I can stream. That might be. Anyways, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see more or learn more about it. It'll come out later this year. We don't know price. We don't know if it'll be available globally. Yeah, people are all very curious as to why they're bringing this out now in 2023. Yeah, I think as soon as we get it, we'll do an honest, we'll do an honest uh, first impressions. Yeah. And then we'll obviously do the honest review. Yeah. If we get one. <laughs> we get, oh, I doubt we will, yeah, but it's your like, luck. It's lovely. We're trying. Ah, yeah, yeah, no harm. Uh, yeah, well, look, if you want to read uh, all of those game reviews and indeed more, head on over to theeffect.net. John, as always, thanks so much. Cheers, Jess.